Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed, that's Dan, and this is Week 17 Recap and Week 18 Picks. How you doing today, Danny boy? Uh, could be doing a lot better, let's be honest here, Ed. We both could. I don't know. I mean, I got a 12-game lead on you. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, you're right. You do have a 12-game lead, but let's talk about our uh, our playoff chances. All right, but how about before we get there, let's talk about the games itself. And we started – was there a Thursday night game this week? No, there was not. We started on January 2, the first games. Let's kick them off. Cincinnati clinches the AFC North with a 34-31 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs thanks to a last-second 20-yard field goal by Evan McPherson. This game was known for a lot of flags, including one, a couple, late in the contest that gave Cincinnati multiple chances to win this football game. Did you watch this one, Dan? I'm guessing not since our team's played, or since your team played the early game. Yeah, I, I did. I watched the end of this one because the Ravens game was over as this one was finishing up. Uh, just to give you a little bit, there were 15 penalties called, 10 of them on Kansas City, three of them in the final minute. Uh, Patty Mahomes, 26 for 35, 259 and two scores. Darrell, or Daryl Williams, 14 for 88 with two scores on the ground. A lot of guys caught the football for Kansas City. I'd like to see them come away with a victory here, but uh, that you defense, and me both. That defense was not good, but you know who was good? Joe Burrow, 30 for 39, 446, and four TDs. He's thrown for almost 1,000 yards in the last two games. That's ridiculous. Uh, Jamar Chase, 266 yards on the ground again. Or I'm sorry, through the air again, a Bengals rookie record, an NFL rookie record. Uh, this combination is going to haunt our dreams for a long time, Dan. Oh, how do I? I, Yeah, how do I? There's nothing to defend this with. So there is slightly a weak schedule. We'll see how they do with the first place schedule next season. I think they'll still be a good team. Um, It's hard to hate Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It really is. They are a fun group to watch. Anything else you want to add from this one other than the fact that this pretty much destroyed the playoff hopes for both of our teams? I didn't think so. No. Uh, We we both picked this game wrong. Uh, One of two games we both picked wrong this week. Uh, let's let's just uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills improving to ten and six. They beat the Atlanta Falcons, who dropped to seven and nine and out of the playoffs, twenty nine fifteen. Uh, Josh Allen had two rushing touchdowns. He had a pretty good day. They can you know converted to two point. The bill the Bills look dangerous. It's fair to say. It's fair to say they did look dangerous. Uh, Matt Ryan, 13 for 23, 197, sacked five times. Woof. Uh, Atlanta couldn't run the football. 
at all. Uh, 44 attempts for 96, or I'm sorry, 22 attempts for 96 yards and a score. Buffalo ran the football 44 times for 233 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Josh Allen, 11 for 26, 120 yards through three interceptions. Did not have a good day, but Devin Singletary did 23 for 110 with two scores. Allen added 15 attempts for 81 yards and two scores. Josh Allen didn't look great, Dan, but he did enough to get the Bills the victory. Josh Allen is overrated. Ah, there, I said it. Ooh, ooh. That's a bold move. Uh, That's definitely a hot take from Dan. Uh, Talk to me about the playoffs. Have the Bills clinched? Yes. The Bills have clinched. Okay. Yes. Uh, Let's move to two teams that had no hope of the playoffs. One brought some hope for the future. The other was the New York Giants. The Chicago Bears, 29. They improved to 6-10. and 10. The, future, the other New York Giants. I love that. The New York Giants fall to 4-12. and 12. Uh, Not a good game. Mike Glennon, 4 for 11, 24 yards, two interceptions. He was sacked four times. Uh, can we bring up the fact that the Giants threw 11 passes in this contest? This was a Baker Mayfield-esque play calling by the New York football giants. They did rush 40 times. If my math's correct for, uh, for a good amount, uh, 161. But, uh, I don't, uh, uh, Mike Lennon's not, not, not the quarterback there. No, Daniel Jones will be the quarterback next year, and then they'll move on. And Just like we're going to move on from this game. Andy Dalton, 18 for 35, 173, a TD, a pick. The Bears did enough to win. The Bears are a six-win football team. The the Giants are a two-win football team that's won four games. Let's 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 move. Let's move. Let's move. The Raiders keep their playoff hopes alive and put the Colts playoff hopes in jeopardy. Both teams sit nine and seven. The Raiders win 23 to 20. Daniel Carlson, 33 yard last second field goal after the Colts kicked a 41 yard game tying field goal on just on the other side of the two minute warning. This was a damn good game, Dan. This would have lost. Derek Carr, 24 for 31, 255, a TD, two picks. Uh, Not a lot of running as Marcus Mariota did have three rushes for 16 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 16 for 63 and a score. Uh, Carson Wentz, 16 for 27, 148 and a TD, only sacked one time. Kind of shocking from a Raiders defensive line that is so good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know. Did his usual 20 for 108 and a score. Uh, the dude, the dude's a beast. He's a monster. He's he's still the second best running back in that division, and that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, that's saying a lot. Max Crosby was held to just two solo tackles, and that was it. The Colts schemed well against Max Crosby, and that's why they were in this to the end. Um, Derek Carr is he for real? 
Great content. Um, I mean, there's, there's just nothing to add. Derek Carr has proven himself over and over. He lost his head coach, lost his top wide receiver. Um, is he going to be for real next year? I have no clue. But this year, Derek Carr is for real as a quarterback. And um, I think we underestimated the Raiders. We didn't underestimate the Raiders. You underestimated the Raiders at the beginning of the year. That being said, I picked the Colts and you picked the Raiders to win this game. And you were right and I was wrong. The Arizona Cardinals defeated the Dallas Cowboys 25-22. Both teams sit at 11-5 and are in the playoffs. Amari Cooper, a four-yard pass from Dak Prescott with a successful two-point conversion. Made this one interesting, but Dallas could not get it done late in the contest. Kyler Murray, 26 for 38, 263 and two scores. He also added 44 yards on the ground. If you, <sighs> this game was a lot closer than what it should have been. Dak Prescott, 24 for 38, 226, three TDs. Is Dak back? Is Dak gone? Eh, fair enough. Uh, he was also the leading rusher for Dallas with five attempts on 20 yards. Zeke Elliott, off year by far, nine rushes, 16 yards. You got anything from this game you want to talk about? Because I feel like you want to talk about this game. Uh, the Cardinals. I, I called that one. I think Dallas is a fraud. I think the Cardinals kind of got back on track here. Kyler Murray looked pretty good. I did watch most of this game. Um, I, I hope Diop comes back and kind of gives him another weapon. Let's keep in mind they were also down their top two running backs in this game um, as well. So Very true. What does that say about Dallas? And let's also talk about your favorite corner in the league. Ed, why don't Why don't you go ahead and talk about him? No, no. Keep elaborate. Tell me. Tell me. Talk to me. Your boy. You know, he's Mister. Uh, I guess Dallas fans would like to call him um, the wild card. I like to call him. He's the guy who's given up the most, the most yards. As Just come out and say his name. Come out and say his name. I don't know if Trayvon Diggs deserves for me to say his name. That's ridiculous. He's still an NFL player, and he's a damn good one. Uh, just to talk about Zeke Elliott's down year, 219 rushes, 915 yards. He's going for 4.2 a carry. That's .3 yards less than his career total. He's also, He has had 10 TDs. Um, just not, a, not, not good for Zeke. I mean... It's his, lowing, it's his lowest rushing total since he only ran for 983 in 2017. And honestly, he may not get that. Actually, last year he only ran for 979, but he also missed a game. And he missed 10 games, or he missed six games in 2017. So this is the really the first full year he hasn't hit 1,000 yards. And that's sad for Zeke Elliott. Dallas has got to get some production from him in the playoffs. If they are going to succeed. Agreed. Good. I don't think I've turned forward. Green Bay 37. Minnesota 10. The Packers have locked up number one seed throughout the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this contest. And Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Because Sean Mannion may be that guy. No, come on, Ed. Sean Mannion may be that guy. 22 for 36, 189, and the a touchdown. Dog's the dog's barking. She's so offended that you're talking about Kirk Cousins that way. Well, here's a big reason why the Minnesota Vikings lost this contest. 
Sean Mannion was the leading rusher with two rushes for 14 yards. They stacked the box against Dalvin Cook, and they said, hey, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be through the air, Sean. Dalvin Cook, nine rushes, 13 yards, three receptions for zero yards. 12 touches, 13 yards for Dalvin Cook. The Green Bay defense did what they were supposed to. Aaron Rodgers, 29 for 38, 288 and two scores. Jordan Love, two for four, 19 yards. How about that? He also added nine yards on the ground. He outrushed Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, savior of Green Bay. Uh, The double-headed monster of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon ran for 139 on 22 carries. They need more of that if they're going to succeed and head back to the Super Bowl. Uh, Green Bay's the most dangerous team in the NFC, yes or no? Yes, by far. Super Bowl? Mm, yeah. Let's talk about a team that had Super Bowl hopes that may still make the playoffs. The New Orleans Saints are 8-8 eight and eight and still very much alive in the NFC wildcard picture as they took care of the Carolina Panthers 18 to 10. Sam Darnold got the start for Carolina, 17 for 26, 132, and a pick. Cam Newton, one rush for five yards. That's it. So Cam Newton experiment probably done in Carolina. Oh, yeah, Cam Newton's done. He's not going back. Come on. We 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 knew how this was. We knew how this was going to play out. Cam Newton's god-awful. Is Taysom Hill the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints next year, yes or no? No. He was 17 for 28, 222, and a score. He added 12 rushes for 45 yards on the ground. He was their leading rusher. A lot of quarterbacks were the leading rusher for their teams this week. Um... Alvin Kamara, 13 rushes for 32 yards, five catches for 68 yards and a score. Right at 100 yards from scrimmage. Tell your dog to quit rooting for the Saints. I can't help this. Somebody can't. She has somebody over. Uh, Let's talk about having somebody over as the New England Patriots hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I say hosted because, I mean, it happened in Boston. But uh, the the Jaguars proved that they are the worst team in football. Bar none. Correct? Fair to say? Fair. Trevor Lawrence a bust? No. Too soon or? Too soon. Denial. Um, Too soon. Way too soon. We had a Brian Hoyer sighting. He went three for four for 63 yards. But Mac Jones was 22 for 30 for 227 and three scores. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 19 rushes, 107 yards, two touchdowns, eight players caught the football for New England, Trevor Lawrence, 17 for 27, 193, a TD, three interceptions, 16 yards on the ground, Dare Ogunbowale, as Dan has to step away, Nine for 36 with nothing on the ground. This was a train wreck for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, only 11 first downs. It it just it wasn't it it 
it wasn't good. 253 yards total. New England, 471. 181 on the ground, 290 through the air. It's New England may be a team to be reckoned with in the AFC. Dan, I want to ask you this question there, big guy. The New England Patriots, would you be scared of them in the playoffs? 100%. Or is this just the case of them beating up on the worst team in football? Defense, defense wins championships, and they have a great defense. One of the best in the league. And Mac Jones is a comp is a competent quarterback. Is the best thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars their logo? Yeah, their logo and their jerseys. I I, I feel like that's the I'm, best thing Jacksonville uh, has. And tell me I'm an idiot. I do all the time. Well, because I'm excited for the Jags next season. Yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, let's move along. Tampa Bay, they cruise into the playoffs with a 28-24 victory over the New York Jets. I say cruise. It was a bumpy ride to get to the end of this one. Tom Brady had to do Tom Brady things at the end of this contest to get the Buccaneers from having one of the biggest upsets in football this year. As he had to find Surreal Grayson with 15 seconds on the clock from 33 yards out. They converted a Le'Veon Bell run for two points to make this 28-24. This was scary. At halftime, it was a 17-10 Jets lead. It, with 6.56 remaining in the third quarter, this was 24-10. And, I mean, I, I nervously watched this one, and I don't know why I was nervous about it. Maybe excited? to see Tom Brady kind of falter against the Jets. 34 for 50, 410 yards, three TDs, and a pick. If you can call that faltering, I guess, when you throw for 410 yards. Uh, they were unable to run the football, was Tampa Bay, as they they got nothing, 62 yards on 21 carries. Um, Zach Wilson, 19 for 33, 234, and a TD. The Jets rushed by committee and did well, but the biggest story to come out of this game, well, you want to talk about it or because everybody's talking about it. Let's talk about it because I, I don't know if we feel the same or if we feel different. Give me your thoughts on Antonio Brown. Oh. One of the greatest player, one of the greatest wide receivers that will never go into the Hall of Fame. He was he, I'm gonna give mental health is a real thing, and I think that there uh, is hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Um I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm gonna give Ben Roethlisberger props. Ben Roethlisberger made Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown didn't make Ben Roethlisberger. And once Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, you saw how that declined. Is it a Madden curse? We don't know. Is this a mental health thing? Don't know either. Was he just doing this to get in the headlines to promote his rap single that released later that day? Don't know. Is this just a, a complicated ploy by Antonio Brown for publicity? Is so this something more serious? Stories. There are so many different stories out there when it comes to this situation so many different stories i mean 
I, because I don't know. you have the Bruce Arians saying he was trying to get him into the game, which I don't doubt. You have the all the extra the extra one million in incentives to where some people are saying they were trying to freeze him out. Then you have the he still had another game to get like 80 something yards and a few more no, catches. I know. Well, no, that one seems the least plausible, but then you also have the fact that he said he didn't want to play because his ankle still wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Then why suit up? Maybe he tweaked it on a route. Like we don't know. Like we don't, I don't know if we're really going to know the truth about this. The one thing I'll say, and I have became a bigger Brady fan as he has gone on even look, looking back on some of the things that he did knowing on some of the things he said for having a guy quit on him in the middle of a game, maybe the most empathetic person I've ever heard speak. Tom Brady. I mean, as much as we can all hate him for his life and we probably should, because nobody should have as good of a life as Tom Brady has. I mean, he's married to a supermodel. He's been to the Super Bowl more times than he hasn't been. He's the best football player, arguably, to ever play the game. He's the best quarterback to ever play the game. He looks fantastic. I mean, nobody should have the success that Tom Brady has in life. And for him to still be as genuine and down to earth as he is. I don't know. It's insane. It's, it's, It's insane. It defies the laws of humanity. To be honest with you, uh, let's let's. Do they give him a, a Super Bowl ring if they, if if they win? No, I I not you don't you don't get rewarded for quitting. Let's let's close the book on that. Let's move on to happier things, and it is a happier thing if you're the Tennessee Titans, if you're the Miami Dolphins. It's got to be depressing to see that winning streak go by the boards, and the way it went by the boards. Tennessee thirty-four, Dolphins three. And this happened at Nissan Stadium. Where is Nissan Stadium, Dan? Miami? Oh, Dan, are you serious? You can't remember where Nissan Stadium is? It's in Nashville. You're a football fan and you can't remember the name of the stadium, which, by the way, found out last night the naming rights for Heinz Field comes up at the end of the year. It could possibly be named something else. Can you imagine that being named something else? Will Heinz Ward let that happen? Interesting question. Although they did say something last night that Ben Roethlisberger is most synonymous with Heinz Field. Sorry, but when you say Heinz Field, I still think of Heinz Ward because it's the same. (laughs) Although Ben Roethlisberger is right there. Um, Let's go back to this contest. This wasn't close. I mean, the Dolphins kicked their only points with 943 remaining in the second quarter to make it 10 to 3. Deonta Freeman did, I mean, this the Tennessee just won this football game. 18 for 38, 205 with an interception for Tua. I got his name right this time. Tua Tungavailoa. First. first time in like six weeks. Miami couldn't run the football. Couldn't really pass the football. Um, that Tennessee defense is studly. Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 38, 120 and two scores. Deonta Freeman, is there a running back controversy in Tennessee? 26 for 132 and a score. <laughs> uh, this, this, this was it. Tennessee is a scary team to see in the AFC. There's a lot of teams that seem like they are very scary. That could, they just have some head scratchers in their schedule this year. 
Tennessee is one of those teams. But there are rumors that Derrick Henry might be available come playoff time. If he is, good luck. They're saying he might practice in full this week. Well, <coughs> Tennessee, as it stands right now, has the bye week. So that could also help if they don't play him this week to have him ready for that playoff run. Oh, he's not play he's not playing this week. Not a chance. Let's move along to a game that depressed you. The Rams 20, Ravens 19. You want to talk about this one there, big guy? Field goals don't beat the team with the most high high powered offense in the league. It just don't happen. Matt Stafford tried to help you. He did. The only three. touchdown we scored, the only touchdown we scored was a pick six, Ed. What do you want me to three, say, man? Three touchdown or three turnovers from Matt Stafford. 26 for 35, 309, two TDs, two picks, and a fumble lost. One of those touchdowns was a pick six. Uh Sony Michelle's 19 for 74 and a score. Uh Cooper Cup, six catches, 95 yards, best receiver in football. He will win. The wide receiver triple crown. Dude's a stud. Uh, Tyler Huntley didn't have a bad game, dude. 20 for 32, 197. He did throw a costly interception. Um, That interception, which I messaged you after that happened. And I said, we, I said, I'm heartbroken in about two and a half hours. (laughs) Did I not? Oh, you did. You did. Baltimore ran the football pretty well. Uh, led by Devonta Freeman, 14 for 76. Latavius Murray, 11 for 31. And Tyler Huntley, 6 for 54. I'm only reading these stats to you because they're your team. Uh, Mark Andrews proved he is still the best tight end in football. Six catches, 89 yards. Marquise Brown lost a fumble. That was costly. I mean, they the Rams tried giving you guys this football game. 57 seconds hard enough. 57 seconds left. OBJ caught Matt Stafford from seven yards out. They failed the two point conversion. All Tyler Huntley has to do is get him to the 40 yard line. And and Justin Tucker sack. And Justin Tucker will do the rest. Sack at the end of the game. You can't take a sack there. Not on third down. You cannot do that. I want to say it's a rookie mistake, but you can't call a guy that's been in the league 15 years a rookie. But it was definitely... Tyler Huntley has not been in the league for 15 years. Am I thinking of somebody else? You're thinking of Josh Johnson. Oh, well, whatever. Um, It is what it is. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, that was, a, that was one of those situations to where the O-line... Did, so, like, that sack at the end of the game, obviously you can't do that. But that's one of those situations to where they're playing prevent defense... He the O line doesn't hold up. He's in the tackle box. He can't just throw the ball out of bounds. It was a lose lose situation when it comes to that situation. You have to get rid of the football there. You do have to get rid of the football. You have to look for somebody and you have to throw that ball at the. You have to throw that ball at their feet. You have to. There's no well, ifs ands or buts about it. Tell me more about this. Tell you more about what Ed? You cut off. Nothing. It's ridiculous. It's just this whole thing is ridiculous. You rooting for the Ravens. I I can't deal with it no more. I've I've reached my limit. Uh, 
the Chargers 34, Denver 13. Tell me about the Chargers because it seems like they're in the playoffs. What is this? You tell me what this is because I have no idea what the Chargers are at this point. Um, they're Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, second-year slump for your boy Justin Herbert, who we have no idea what's going on with Herbert, do we, at this point? Like, uh, No. I mean, is it a nagging injury they're just keeping quiet? Because you know the NFL loves to report every single injury, but I don't – there has to be a reason why he has taken such a gigantic step back. 22 for 31, 237 and two scores. Austin Eckler, speaking of taking a step back, 17 rushes, 58 yards and a score. He did add 54 yards through the air on three catches, including a big 40 yarder. Uh, Drew Locke is not the answer in Bal- or in, in Denver, correct? No, he's going to just be a backup again next season and then he'll walk. You can have Drew Locke is a, Cheap backup that you don't have to get rid of. Does that make sense? Well, we did see three different Broncos throw passes, including Brett Rippon and Kendall Hinton. So, uh, yeah, that happened. 18 for 25, 245, and a TD. He added 10 yards on the ground. Denver couldn't run the football, and that's a big reason why this score was the way it was. This game was... This game was out of reach at halftime. It was 17-3 to there after... a. 61-yard field goal by Brandon McManus to put Denver on the board. And that was probably the highest of the high points for the Broncos because there there just wasn't a lot here. There wasn't a lot to love here for the Broncos. No, their playoff hopes died. They they helped kill your playoff hopes as well. They did. They did. Let's talk about another huge offensive output. Granted, it was against the Detroit Lions. Seattle 51, the Lions 29. Uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson's day. 20 for 29, 236 and four scores. Uh, Russ, will he be back? Or will he get one of the highest free agent contracts in the history of the NFL? One of the highest free agent contracts in the history of the NFL. Russell Wilson is done. Rashard Penny, 25 rushes, 170 yards, two scores. This is what Seattle has to do to be successful. Uh, yes, no. I'm so confused on the way that Seattle has ran the ball all season because well they haven't ran the ball all season and when they um, do they win it just doesn't make sense their offense is just completely completely confused me 41 rushes 265 yards two touchdowns for the seattle seahawks this week and you think that russell wilson's gone at the end of the year i do it's either Does him or ma- pistol. It's either him or pistol Pete. And well, I don't think pistol Pete's going anywhere. Is there is there a quarterback controversy in Detroit? Tim Boyle, twenty two for thirty seven, two sixty two, two TDs, three picks. A very um, a very Jared Goff kind of game. Uh, a running back by committee situation with the Lions. They ran for ninety five, but when the other team runs for two sixty five, it kind of gets overshadowed a bit. Um. Uh, Tim Boyle's not the answer. I don't think they trust Jared Goff too much. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Move on. Because neither of these. Jared Goff, I believe, is still in COVID protocol, right? 
Uh, not 100% on that. But I believe, uh, I believe that was the situation with that. Doesn't matter. Would they have beaten the Seahawks with Jared Goff? I don't think so. No, but I mean, I mean, look at that score. Amon, Amon, Amon Ross St. Ross. That kid has been a player. St. Brown? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Two rushes for 23 yards, eight catches, 111 yards, and a score. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did pretty well. Let's move along to another good, uh, good team with quarterback issues beating up on a bad team with quarterback issues. The San Francisco 49ers improved to nine and seven and stay in the playoff hunt as they beat the Houston Texans, who are now four and 12, 23 to seven. Uh, Robbie Gould kicked three field goals and two extra points. Trey Lance had two touchdown passes. Uh, Davis Mills looked good early. And that was it. Um, yeah, Davis Mills, I was talking him up. Trey Lance, 16 for 23, 249, two TDs and a pick. He may get the start this week, depending on the health of Jimmy G. Elijah Mitchell, 21 for 119 on the ground. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, four for 94 through the air. He had he had a few big bombs. How far has Tech Houston fallen? Davis Mills, 21 for 32, 163 a TD and a pick. Yeah. Anything you want to add to this one? George Kittle held the one catch for 29 yards. George Kittle has fallen. Um, no, 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 no. They didn't need to pass the football. George Kittle is not a top three tight end in the league this year. You're Kelsey Andrews. Well, okay. All right, I'll give it to you. I Fill it out. Top five. I, I you got to put him in there just for the skills he possesses. Philadelphia Eagles twenty. They stay in the playoff hunt. They are now nine and seven. The Washington Football Team had their stadium collapse again. Is there any more of a pathetic owner than Dan Snyder? Dude needs removed from the NFL. He's pathetic. If I'm wrong, tell me. But your silence indicates I'm right. Uh, you're not wrong. I'm not a big fan of Danny Boy. Um, I think you should sell the team. I think they should strip him of the franchise, to be honest with you. But that's just... That could just be an overreaction on my part. I think, um, you know what? I think you're right. I think they should strip them of the franchise, and I think they should move the franchise to St. Louis. Okay. You're trying that to, way, you're, you're, you're baiting me, and it's not, it's probably going to work. Um, that way, there no, is no competition we, in the area for the Ravens, and Washington fans can actually see what it feels like to root for a winning organization and St. Louis can go back to having the nationals, the capitals and the wizards have all won a winning football organization with good ownership. You guys are used to bad ownership in St. Louis. Tyler or Taylor Henneke, 27 for 36, 247 and a pick. Didn't have the greatest of games. Didn't have the worst of games either. Um, 
Jalen Hurts, 17 for 26, 214. He added 44 yards on the ground and helped fans after the stands collapse. Well, this a barrier between the walkway and the stands collapsed. RFK or whatever you want to call the stadium, whatever it's called nowadays, it's the FedEx Field. FedEx Field is terrible. It's it's the worst stadium in football. Oh, that's it's the worst stadium in football. Name one that's worse now that L.A. has their new stadium. Name one that's worse. Give me 30 seconds. Fine. We're going to close the book on this one. And I guess we got to talk about what happened last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 26. The Cleveland Browns, 14. The Browns are official. Well, they were eliminated before this game started. Baker Mayfield threw for two touchdowns. Threw for two picks. 16 for 38, 185. He was sacked nine times. It's kind of hard to be a good quarterback if you're on your back nine times. Uh, Nick Chubb, 12, only rushed the football 12 times. Only rushed the football 12 times. Only rushed the football. How many times, Dan? 12. 12 times. 58 yards. Kevin Stefanski was the coach of the year last year. And rightfully, he should have been. Agreed. He needs to give up play calling. Yep. He needs to give it up. Paul Brown Stadium. In Cincinnati? Really? It's not collapsing on fans. It's not having sewage pipes burst. Literally covering the, covering the fans in crap. Paul Brown or First Energy are probably worse. Oh, yeah, because that's where the Browns play, huh? First Energy Stadium is actually quite beautiful. Uh, ben Roethlisberger threw the football 46 times for 123 yards. In his final game in Pittsburgh, he threw the football 46 times for 123 yards. A TD and an interception. Uh, Najee Harris, 28 rushes, 188 yards and a touchdown, which the touchdown bothered me a lot. Um, Like a lot. Because that touchdown came with 51 seconds left. It was a 1914 game. It was first down, and he rushed 37 yards for a score. Take a knee. Let Big Ben have his have his day. You don't need to score that touchdown. And then Does you don't need Baker, you don't need Baker Mayfield to throw an interception shortly after, so Ben still gets his knee anyway. But still, that pissed me off. I'm not. The game was out of reach. The Browns weren't going to come back. They. they they made it interesting with that one yard pass to Harrison Bryant from Baker Mayfield with 110 left, but don't. If this is any other team but the Browns, that touchdown doesn't happen. I was getting ready to say, does that happen if it's if it's not a division rival? Oh, it no. definitely happens if it's the Ravens. Oh, absolutely. Or the Bengals. If it's not a divisional game, I don't yeah, think that touchdown. Absolutely, happens. but can we talk about that stiff arm too? Be more specific, because there were a few. Nick Chubb. No, oh, the stiff arm that Najee Harris gave Stevens Jr. Like I said, there were a few in this contest. There was there was some there was a hit down at the goal line that the the Browns delivered to a uh, Steelers receiver, which was um, devastating to say the least. The Browns defense deserved better than this. All right, so I got a question for you, Ed. Since we talked sure. about the game, sure. Do the if you are Brown's front office, mm-hmm. do you let Baker go and get his surgery early? 
And do you, you got unless, unless there is incentives for these players to reach a guy like Nick Chubb, you just shut him down for the year. So there's no, no risk of an ACL tear and nothing like that. Look, I hate tanking more than anything else in football, uh, except the fumbling through the end zone call and roughing the quarterback is terrible. But tanking is god-awful. What about pass interference not being reviewed? We tried that. It didn't work. Teams get burned by it. Referees miss calls. It's part of the foot. It's part of the game. It is. But no. Um, um, no. You just, you can't. You can't. So let me put it to you. All right. So so let me just give you a worst case scenario because it seems like that's the way the Brown season is gone. Let me finish. If, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, which outside of the way the dude looks, I don't wish to be. I hand the football to Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson 45 times. I have Jarvis Landry run, run the Wildcat if I have to. I don't throw a pass this entire football game. Run the football. They want to put 11 in the box, so be it. All right, so this is this is my scenario for you. How mad are you as a Browns fan? Nick Chubb goes out there. Guys are literally playing for nothing, like, at this point. You agree? Uh, clearly. Nick Chubb goes out there. Third play of the game tears his ACL. The way Nick, the, the, the only way reason Nick, why I'm saying this the is The way because, Nick Chubb trains, he'll be back before week one. But is he going to come back the same? The only reason why I'm even giving you this scenario is because I know I give you a lot of shit about the Browns, but the way their season has gone, it just seems like everything that could go wrong has go wrong, has gone wrong. Look, the dudes rush for 1,201 yards. So you try to let them get 1,300? Like, I, I just don't know, unless there's an incentive for these guys to go out there and play, I don't know why you play star players like that you shut them down like for me like unless there's an incentive bonus for them to reach you shut them down for the season you say hey thanks for everything you've done we want you here healthy next year i no, don't want to see i i, 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 I hate someday. this i i i hate this i really do and yeah you should want it because the ravens still have an opportunity slim like Tank, 3%. T- tanking is terrible and you should feel terrible for even asking that that question Tanking is terrible. I I don't feel terrible for asking that question at all, actually. I let Baker go have a surgery because at this point, I'm not sure if he's an asset or a liability when it comes to when it comes to his play this year because of how everything has been going. I give Nick Chubb a half and see how it goes. Okay. Okay. I I sit Kareem Hunt because he's banged up. And honestly, Chubb's banged up with his groin. I may let him sit. You know, they still got uh, Dearness uh, Johnson. Johnson. To me, it's a just a damn good running back. It's just um, like a team like the Browns. I expect them to be better than they were this year, next year. And this is coming from a Ravens fan. Like I, I expect them to play a lot better. I expect them to be in in there. I just don't understand risking injury when you have a team that has has just had bad luck this season. Is kind of how I look at it. They just had bad luck and have been battling all season. But you see, the the thing about this is, if this was against a random team in Week 18, fine, rest. This is against Cincinnati, you know, and and Stefanski may be be looking for 
to end this season on a high note. He may have to end this season on a high note. So he may have to play these guys. You think that his job's in jeopardy, huh? I, Not at the end of this year, but I think if he loses this game and the Browns don't start off like gangbusters next year, his job will be in jeopardy at the end of next year. This game on Sunday could go a long way for Baker Mayfield if he does play. Could go a long way for Kevin Stefanski if he does play. Could go a long way for Joe Philbin. Could go a long way for for the defensive coordinator in His in option is not getting Cleveland. picked up. Agreed? His option is picked up. That's right. That's right. They did pick up Baker's fifth year. But it comes down to the fact that this is a – I don't want to say must win because you're, you're – you're this is seven to me this isn't a must win you're seven and nine but in the eyes of the media in the eyes of some of the fans this is a must win football game for cleveland especially if cincinnati rests respectfully to me those fans are idiots the entire cleveland twitter is filled with idiots including their media people guys like daryl Reuter or Rutter or whatever his he name is. He sent me some of them screenshots. They surely are idiots. He went they on Pittsburgh are. radio last year to laugh about how how bad the Browns were. And that is a Cleveland media member. And then you have Tony Grossi, who <laughs> is one of the most negative people on the face of this earth. And he's the face of Cleveland Browns media. You know, the... The Browns have bred a culture of losing for so long. Even the media is a part of it, and it's sad. But that's going to wrap up our recap of Week 17. Let's talk about our picks for Week 18. Now, Dan, you picked a lot of throwaway picks because you're trying to catch you're trying to catch me. You are 12 games behind me as we go into the final week of the regular season. We are going to pick the playoffs, so you are not dead in the water. Washington goes to the Giants. I got Washington. You go to the Giants. Is this a throw-off pick? Slightly. Cleveland. Slightly, yes, it is. Cleveland will host Cincinnati. You pick the Browns. You have to be picking the Browns to to try to catch me, right? Uh, Yeah, and I think – I don't think Cincinnati sits just because they are ironically still fighting for the number one seed. Likely, no. But they yeah, are they, fighting for they're, it, so they're, it's they're not going to get there. Uh, so I pick Cincinnati. You pick Cleveland. New Orleans goes to Atlanta. I picked Atlanta because they're at home, but you picked New Orleans because I think New Orleans is a better team. I haven't believed in Atlanta all year. I'm not going to start believing Week 18. Baltimore is going to Pittsburgh. We both picked. That's not right. Baltimore is hosting home. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we both picked. Baltimore. You sure you don't want to pick, pick pick Pittsburgh in their last in Big Ben's last game? No, don't not care. Uh, Baltimore's better football team, whether Lamar plays or not. The Jets go to Buffalo. We both pick Buffalo in a thirty point contest. The Green Bay goes to Detroit. Even if Jordan Love plays a good chunk of this game, Green Bay wins by fifteen. Carolina goes to Tampa Bay. You picked Carolina. I assume to try to catch me because you think Tampa's going to rest people. I do. I think Tampa has locked up the division and I and the number one seed's locked up. So I don't think those those guys get a full allotment of, of game. Indianapolis goes to Jacksonville. You picked Jacksonville to to to, to keep the Baltimore right. hopes alive. 
Yeah. Is there any other reason besides that? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you picked Jacksonville. Although you did pick the Lions like six six weeks in a row. Uh, New England goes to Miami. We both pick New England, even if the Patriots hit people. Yes, because the Patriots are fighting for the number one seed as well. Okay. I okay. think in a weird way, I think so. Uh, Chicago goes to Minnesota. You picked the Bears. I picked the Vikings. Did you pick the Bears to catch me? I don't think Kirk Cousins plays. Isn't Minnesota? No, Minnesota's officially done. Um, okay. Why? COVID. I don't think he's going to, he's unvaccinated. I don't think he's going to clear COVID protocol in time. Fair enough. Dallas goes to Philadelphia. I picked Philly. Dallas is going to rest people. <laughs> they have nothing really to play for but seeding, and even then, I I don't think it matters who they they face off against. They're going to lose. I want Philly to win this game, just to be clear, but I had to pick differently, and it's not oh. a bad game to pick differently on when you look at the teams. Tennessee travels to Houston. The only way Houston is in this contest is if Tennessee sits people, and they are still fighting for something. So number one I, seed, they have to win to keep the number one seed. I picked Tennessee. Kansas City goes to Denver. We both picked Kansas City. It's pretty self-explanatory. Why? Because the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. And what's my rule, Dan? Always bet against Patrick Mahomes. You'd never bet against Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers go to Vegas in the desert to play the Raiders. Um, Touching tribute to John Madden by the Raiders on Sunday. Um, Boy, that sucked. Losing John Madden and all the tributes they had. I, I'm not going to lie. I shed more than a few tears watching all that stuff. I picked the Chargers. You picked the Raiders. Why did you pick the Raiders? The Raiders are fighting. And so the Ravens need the Raiders to win. To uh... The winner of this contest is in the playoffs. Also, just really quickly, this also was flexed to the 830 game. This is your yes, nightcap. Because this is the only win in your end for both teams so whoever wins this contest is a playoff team seattle goes flex on like last year last year was yeah. a terrible flex that is 100 true seattle goes to arizona we both picked arizona that being said you know i don't know i i kind of like seattle in this one and i i can't understand why switch it switch it switch no. it no no it's it. already been announced i already said it i'll, I'll allow you to switch this one nope. time all rules right, I'll switch rules. it for you. Rules I'll switch rules. it for you, Ed. I got San Francisco. No, we've already moved on. You I'm switching it for you. Don't worry. I will lock this spreadsheet, sir. You can't lock it. I created it. Whatever. San Francisco. Switched. You have Seattle. San Francisco goes to the Rams. We both picked the Rams. Is it because Jimmy G may not play? That's why I picked him. I don't think Trey Lance looks bad. I, I just, um, I don't. I don't trust Trey Lance at all. I so really here's a, so this is this anything. is a this these last two games, man. This is a great week 18 to to watch football, simply because the Rams in Arizona are still battling for the number one seed. No, they're not. Yes, they are for the number one for this for the division for the divisional title. I mean, let me correct myself for the divisional title. Fair um, enough. And San Francisco's fighting for playoff berth, if I'm not mistaken. That that is true. Yes. 
um, because the scenario is is which you haven't. Le- if this plays out the way it is, so really quickly, let's just kind of go through this with the way this plays out. If the way the way it plays out for me, um, New Orleans. New Orleans, the Raiders, and the Ravens all get those final spots that are being played for. Okay. If it, if it plays out for you, San it's Francisco, the, uh-huh. the Colts, and the Chargers get the final three playoff spots. That is correct. Completely different scenarios. Obviously, I'm picking with my heart on this one. And I'm picking with my brain, which has gotten me 65.98% of the games we have picked. I have done correct. I have a 12-game lead on you. Overall on this year, I am 161 and 83. You are 149 and 93. You are 10 games back. I have done some terrible math here. Uh, There is something wrong because that should be, yeah, there is something wrong. I've done some bad math somewhere. So I'm going to have to recalculate all of this. Because this does not make any sense. Dan, go through some of the playoff odds with me real quick. All right. So just to make it, you mean? Let's look. So up-to-date odds. The First, let's go over what the seeds look like on the AFC side. We currently sit at Tennessee, KC, Cincinnati, Buffalo, New England. The Chargers and the Colts are all in the way we sit after week 17 on the NFC side, we're looking at green Bay, Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Arizona, San Francisco, and the Eagles as it currently sits. Current matchups. Go ahead. Go with me on some, some of these Super Bowl odds before we, uh, before we take a back seat and, and say sayonara to week 17. Um, trying to find them here and I had them up and now they seem to have escaped me. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan. Super Bowl odds tracker. The Green Bay Packers are at a plus 400. Behind them, the Kansas City Chiefs are at a plus 500. These are your favorites to go and win the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills plus 750. The Rams plus 850. Tampa plus 900. That's everybody with the best odds. Then we drop to the Cowboys at plus 1100. Tennessee at plus 1200. New England plus 16. Colts plus 18. Arizona plus 20, Cincinnati plus 20, and I say 20 and I mean 2,000. The Niners, 3,500. The Chargers, 4,000, and so on and so forth. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are still alive in the playoffs, plus 40,000. You know who else is plus 40,000, Dan? The The Baltimore Ravens. So they're. Go put a dollar on it, Dad. Go put a dollar on it. How much will I win if I put a dollar on it, Daniel? Four grand. Oh, oh, hello. Really? Yeah. Oh, so if I put a dollar on the Packers, I win 400 bucks. No, they're plus 400. 100 to win 400. 100 to win 400. Oh, okay. So I'd win what? Four dollars then? Four hundred dollars. Yeah. If you put a dollar on it, yeah, you win four bucks. I'm not up on all this betting stuff. I am not the degenerative gambler that you are. But, yeah, those are some Super Bowl odds. Anything really jump out of the page there if you're making bets? Obviously, you're going to put a dollar on the Ravens, I assume, as soon as we get off the air here. No, I'm not. I'm not wasting a dollar. Um, Girl. 
What was Kansas City's odds one more time? Plus 500. I don't hate that. I feel like they should be a little bit lower. And the Packers were sitting at plus. The Packers are at plus 400. I like the Packers the most just based off that with the way they've been playing. Um, The Rams. Give me the Rams one more time, Ed. I'm sorry. The Rams are at plus 850. Plus 850 on the Rams. That sounds really good, too. The only thing that's concerning is that the Rams, everything goes through Green Bay and the NFC. I don't think the AFC has a real shot at winning the Super Bowl. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think the Super Bowl winner is in the NFC again. And uh, the two teams that narrow it down for me are the Rams and the Packers. Hmm, fair enough. Where are you at? Where are you at on this? Well, you know, my my heart's with Green Bay. Um, Buffalo. Buffalo. That's interesting. I didn't see that coming. I, you know what? I, I, I grew up liking Doug Flutie because, you know, much like me, he is a smaller guy. And um, smaller as in height. Oh, OK. You don't want to call me an asshole for that one. No, no, you're, I, I know you're an asshole. It really hasn't bothered me anymore, but, um, I don't know. I, I like Buffalo here. I, like I said, I grew up Doug Flutie and, 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 and everything there. What's the odds on Buffalo winning the Super Bowl? Uh, Buffalo is plus 750. So hmm. I, I, I call me crazy. That, that's crazy? what I'm going to go no, with. You're not, yeah. you're not crazy. Um, but let's put a bow on this one. We're going to talk about the odds next week for all of the awards as it pertains to players of the year, coach of the year, stuff like that. And we're going to talk about NFL draft odds because after week 18, we're going to know who's in and who's out and what the top 10, top 15 picks are going to be barring any trade so you got that to look forward to next week check out the caps locks and chair shots podcast as we did a one night only special about the year that was 2021 you can find that on both this channel and the caps locks and chair shots podcast channel which you can also find wherever you're listening to my voice next week you are going to get a hockey show where we're going to talk about all the headlines in and around the NHL where there has been a lot going on as far as, well, as far as everything with players not going to the Olympics, Ovi's quest for Wayne Gretzky, the blues and the winter classic, uh, the COVID protocols changing, all the games being canceled. You're going to get all of that on the NHL show coming next week. And then in two weeks, right before the Royal Rumble, which may be in three weeks, I got to look at a calendar. I'm not, I'm still not awake. And this is the second show we've done. You're going to get a Royal Rumble preview. We're going to give you our official Royal Rumble picks. That's right. We're going to bring back some of the wrestling as we are on the road to WrestleMania. Dan, are you excited? I am. I, I'm starting to get back into it. I needed that little bit of a break there. Uh, I got it. And now we're going to a little bit of a break. It's been a year. <laughs> well, it's been about six months. I needed a break from watching. I need to decompress. The, the product was getting stale. 
at least for us, it's not stale anymore thanks to AEW and all the stuff they've done. We're actually going to talk about that in a couple of weeks as well. But look out for the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. We're going to come back, albeit just a little bit different. And look for our hockey podcast next week. Look for our playoff predictions, our official playoff predictions, seven days from now. Dan, anything else you want to add before we say sayonara? Ed, it's good to be back. It's good to talk to you. Glad you're in good health. And uh, at least one of our teams still have a small chance. FNA, buddy. As always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be the players to be named later who can make it better. See ya!